This is The Neutral Position, hosted by Nick Palmashano, bringing honesty and reason back into conversation. Here's your host, Nick Palmashano. Hey guys, welcome to The Neutral Position. Today I have Courtney Steffen. She is the department head for South Dakota for the American Legion. And she has taken Hollywood and I on a journey this week. As you can see right here, there's a green screen in the background, but through the magic of movie making, it's going to disappear and look kind of like our set. Courtney, tell us about yourself. So my name is Courtney Steffen. No, I, I just said that, Courtney. You, you did. Yeah. I am the department commander of South Dakota. Department head, department commander. I'm sorry, you're a commander. I did not mean to diminish your status here in the Legion. Get it right, it's fine. I, I did. <laughs> department commander. So I have worked my way up to the Legion. I started as my post chaplain, um, got bullied into being post commander one day. Um, came into being district vice commander, district commander, um, became a service officer in my local county. Um, through that became the department service officer. Uh, held that position for many years, loved being a service officer. Um, Veterans Affairs and Rehabilitation is really my wheelhouse. I love helping veterans and connecting them with their benefits. Um, even so, veterans like Hollywood? Even veterans like Hollywood. Mm, He's. It's, it's my jam. Fair, fair enough. Um, but worked in the department for several years, decided that I wanted to be able to pursue um, the legislative side of it. Mm -hmm. So being able to talk the legislative side in Pierre, Washington, D.C. So seeing the bills and lobbying for them um, meant taking on this commander role. So running for, uh, running for vice commander for the eastern part of our state and then running for commander. So I've gotten to... How many people did you have to take out to be commander? <laughs> How political was it? Was there, was there like some real fighting? I, there, there is a political aspect. I did have uh, competition. Did you destroy them? I did not destroy them. Did you hire like a private investigator <laughs> to like dig up like, hey, you I know, did not. It was if, if you keep running, I'll destroy your life. Absolutely not. It was okay. a very competitive election, and it was a really good look for South Dakota. I mean, it was another younger veteran from the western side of the state. Um, do, you it, think, do you think that veteran will be the commander someday? He's running again this next year. It's a very good chance that he becomes the next department commander. How, uh, how bad is he going to look following you, though? <laughs> Stop. Is it going to be just like, you know... Oh no! It, if he becomes department commander, and he, it's possible that he faces competition again this next year. Sure. Um, you know, we're fortunate in South Dakota that a lot of people want to take on that challenge of department leadership. Um, you know, if he becomes department commander, he'll do a fantastic job. Are you just being a politician right now? I I'm not. Or do you, do you guys have like beef? Like, can you be in the same room together? Oh no! Absolutely, we can. We're yeah. Without like fisticuffs? We're no fisticuffs. What do you think? You think she's this is where I'd be interjecting that Nick, you're being a really big trouble <laughs> <right> now. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to figure out like how American Legion elections work. Now here's uh, the real question. No, there could are... an Italian be elected in this state? I mean, if you if you well, South Dakota is very friendly. I don't know if you to Italians because most places are. Well, we're I mean, not really one. You were almost punched last night, so I, I was. cannot I was guarantee that you yeah. would be elected yeah. in South Dakota. Um, but <laughs> that's that's let's, that's you know not what? that's not let's, neither let's, me or you necessarily. Let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about that. What was the, what was the nice place that we were at last night? We what were we were at Webster Post Forty. Okay, we drove three hours to Webster Post Forty because we were told that they were very excited to see us 
That's not exactly what we were told, Nick. We were, we were actually told nothing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was told. That oh, they you were. were. They were okay. excited. Okay. It's like we've got younger veterans out here. They're excited to see you. Which was true. We get out there, and they were not excited to see us. <laughs> well, they were excited to see us at first. They weren't really even excited to see us. But then once they saw the camera... They were really not excited to see us. Showing up at a legion at 11 o'clock at night with a camera wanting to do an interview probably wasn't our best choice of the day. And so that was the first part is like we started doing this interview and it went south. And like I thought I was going to get physically assaulted, uh, which is cool, which is cool. Uh, I'd just like to say that Nick has been known to exaggerate. He is not exaggerating <laughs> right now. <laughs> So the inter we cut the interview short, and then the the next portion of the night was, you know, to kind of get to good with everybody, is we had to do a, a shot called Shoot the Minnow. And it is exactly what it sounds like. They drop a minnow into a glass of whiskey, and then you drink the glass of whiskey. And so I, as a, you know, as a lover of nature and a fisherman, felt bad for the minnow. It went fantastic with the hardies I subjected to. Oh yeah, them she also, <laughs> Courtney also promised Hollywood and I fine a, a fine South Dakota meal, and that meal was hardies, <laughs> and maybe the worst hardies I've ever been to. Like it, I'm still feeling the effects, like the coagulation of fats in my uh, in my arteries. It's still there. Hollywood did fine. He pretended to eat it, but didn't actually eat it. <laughs> That's right. And I swear to God, if I had it to do all over again, that would have been the move. In all fairness, the restaurant we were supposed to take them to was closed. Um, it, yeah. it had three cops in front of it. Not sure what happened. <laughs> yeah. We showed up and there were just police. And we thought, we thought it was like a hit. Anyway. Anyway. Last night, you know, we'll forget about last night for now. For the most part, this has been a very pleasant trip. No thanks to you, but to, to all the great posts that we have visited. Um, so, you know, what do you think's next for South Dakota? Since, I mean, you're, you've shown up very proper for this. You're in uniform, you're wearing the hat, we're ready to go. So I'm gonna treat you like the professional in your role. What's next for South Dakota? What have you accomplished for South Dakota this year? You know, we're, we're moving forward with a lot of initiatives. You know, we were running under the guise of um, pursue purpose this year. Mm -hmm. We are not focusing on membership, okay. which is kind of a different approach to the American Legion, right? Because it's actually a crazy approach based on whatever what's happening elsewhere, right? But, but talk through what that means. Okay, so whenever I go to a post, I tell them to just kind of forget about their membership goals. I, I don't want them to focus on that. I tell them that, you know, because the end goal, the vision for the American Legion is not membership. It is purpose, right? I, I want a veteran to feel like they have purpose in, you know, serving their community, their state, their nation through the American Legion. Right. And however that may be, whether they're volunteering with the local baseball team, whether they're um, being part of the bigger voice, even through a paper membership. Right. right. Because even if you're just a member through that paper membership, you are part of that bigger voice. Right. You're part of that 1.4 million members that is representing the American Legion in that in that voice to Congress. Mm -hmm. Right. Or if you are actively lobbying in your state legislature for bills for veterans, right? However you are pursuing that purpose, you know, that is what matters in the Legion. That is the mission, right? That yeah. is the purpose. That is our goal. So, you know, there are a lot of things that we can use as far as strategies or objectives to measure that you know, and memberships in there somewhere, but that isn't, that isn't the end all be all, mm. right? The, the end all be all is that purpose. Well, I actually think that makes a lot of sense. If you think about, you know, what does this generation want out of any organization that they're going into? It's not the growth of the organization. 
Like, I mean, obviously, like if you're a, if you're in a leadership position, you want to grow the organization. But the average member isn't like, oh, I want to join the organization to grow the organization. They want to join the organization for some purpose, whether it's they want to lend their voice, you know, as a lobbying instrument. They want to help their community. They just want camaraderie. They want to be around other veterans. Like there are reasons why people join. None of those are membership. And so, you know, I suspect that if you focus on purpose and the Legion becomes more effective, membership will follow. You know, I think membership is a, is a lagging indicator of the success that you have with your programs. Right. This is a total, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> Thanks, Hollywood. No, but, it, but I hate to say it, but he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. And I mean, I, I work with the VA every day, right? So what you see is the reality for our generation is we're looking at declining numbers in the future, right? Like it's, we will lose the draft era mm -hmm. in 25 years. Yeah. And the, the, num the numbers are so small even for the last 20 years compared to Vietnam. Oh, Vietnam. Absolutely. So in a department like South Dakota, I can look at it from an overarching view, right? And if we have 16,000 members right now in our department, in 25 years, we're going to have about 11,000. Mm -hmm. And that's still a functional department. That's about what North Dakota sits at right now. And they are fully functioning. Who, who would awesome. win in a fight, North Dakota or South, South Dakota? Dakota? Yeah, hundred percent. Like not even close. Clarence. <laughs> Why is South Dakota tougher than North Dakota? We're just the more dominant state. Every have aspect. you have you ever considered invading North Dakota and just making it Dakota? By the spammers' emails, I already have. So. Okay. I, I, I have spam emails that already show me as the department commander of North Dakota. Excellent. Yeah, I've taken over. I'm just saying, <laughs> a united Dakota would be, would be powerful, you know? Just think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, there's declining numbers, and that, that sounds... Um, that sounds, you know, whoa, the Legion. But like you said, there's there's been declining there's numbers veterans. of veterans yeah. for eons. Um, you know, since since the World War II days, yeah. there's been declining numbers of veterans. The, le the mission of the Legion has not changed. You know, and people have joined the Legion at the same rates, the same numbers, yeah, the same percentages. The same of percentages veterans. of veterans have joined the Legion since the '90s, mm -hmm. when we were at our peak. Yep. You know, through through the aughts, through yeah, through today. But it it is drat like you know, World War II, eleven and a half percent of the population served. Vietnam mm -hmm. was four point three percent, and the entire twenty year period of the global war on terror was about half a percent of the population. Now. Obviously, the population grew over that time, but still, like not not to that extent. So you just have fewer people because the military is is more technologically advanced. You don't need as many bodies as you used to, and it's just a different world. Right. And heaven forbid we ever go back to a draft. Like I, I admire the people who served up in the shit with people who didn't want to be there. Like yeah. I cannot imagine being on a convoy in Iraq with somebody who absolutely did not yeah, want to be there. Didn't want to be there at all. Like, yeah. I, I cannot imagine being there yeah. in something like that. Like, yeah. So uh, hats off to all you Vietnam guys. <laughs> Can't yeah. imagine it. But I will say, like, on the flip side, and this is the conversation you always have about the draft. On the flip side, without a draft, the, the country doesn't feel the sting of war. You know, I mean, I'm sure you've seen all of the data that suggests we've essentially created almost a warrior case at this point. Mm -hmm. The number one indicator of whether or not somebody serves, did their parents serve? Right. Did their grandparents serve is the number two indicator. So it's like if there is no military service in your family, chances are you're not going to serve. Well, the draft 
kind of equalizes that. I mean, don't get me wrong, rich people are still going to dodge it no matter what, but, you know. I love everybody I graduated high school with. Not everybody I graduated high school with should have had a semi-automatic weapon in their hand. Sure. Um, now, do I think there should have been some form of, like, federal service for them to like some sort of like civilian conservation corps or some way that oh they no could've... listen i'm not arguing yeah. i'm not arguing <laughs> at all i'm not arguing that a volunteer military isn't more effective right but from a societal standpoint what has happened is we have essentially offloaded service to the same families oh absolutely the same families are carrying the weight of service um, you know, I mean, my dad is, a he, you know, he's an, he's an immigrant, got his citizenship, served in Vietnam. Then I served, my oldest is serving, like that wasn't planned, but that's kind of, it's just like, oh, you know, you, it is an option mm -hmm. that you consider. Um, oh, the reason for I, for most people, yeah, the reason I served is because I had an aunt and an uncle pushed me towards ROTC. Yeah. Because they went through ROTC and it was an option yeah. presented to me, right? Like that wouldn't have even crossed my mind otherwise. So do you, and this is, I guess my question is, do you think that America is able to ignore war so much more than they, than they did when I was a kid? And certainly when my, you know, when my parents were kids, because the cost of war is essentially hidden from them because of a lack of a draft. I think between that and everybody's attention spans, absolutely. But, it, you know, and I, I, I just wonder, like, what is better for society? I know what's best for the military. But, you know, does Guat go on for 20 years if... People are getting pulled out of, you know, hey, you're not going to college now. You're you're going to spend three years in the military. Or is that a very short war? I, I would think it would absolutely get sh shortened up, especially if you start pulling politicians, kids. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And so, you know, I, I think that's, I just think that that is something that we need to consider because... It is extremely easy to send other people's kids. It is extremely easy when you don't feel the pinch of additional taxes. You know, the last time that taxes were raised for war was Bush Sr. during the Gulf War. And because of that correct decision, he did not get reelected. And so every president since then has learned the lesson, don't raise taxes, even though we're going to go into massive deficit so you know what else, sorry you know what else is interesting what else is interesting in today's news and social media platform in the old days politicians could keep their kids out of being drafted mm -hmm. i think that would i think that luxury would disappear now uh, i think that i think they would still stop their kids from getting drafted they would just take heat for it but I think they'd still figure out a way to... You don't think the heat would be more than they could stand? I mean, look at what's happening right now with the president. He's, he's, that's not even affecting him. That's true. You know, he has a... He has a I guess I'm, an, I'm a dreamer. <laughs> supposed to be looking that you know, way. Hollywood, I'm, you're, I'm, I'm you're, down there. You're not the only one. I'm not going to pretend you're there. <laughs> See, this is the thing. Hollywood's going to place himself at the end there. <laughs> he's going to put himself at the end there as if he's actually there, but he won't be. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take part in this house of lies. <laughs> so he can we'll just put him back there doing whatever he's gonna do, but just know that he's actually to my left. <laughs> I don't know why you keep saying I'm not here, Nick. It's obviously I'm sitting right here with both of you. <laughs> <laughs> so what what do you want to talk about? Tell me something South Dakota ask. South Dakota or military ask, you know? Like you're you're this we've seen a different Courtney all week, but she puts the hat on and it's like in uh, what was the what was the the uh, arm wrestling movie over the over top. the top over the top you suddenly 
become a different person. Over the top. Now that the Legion hat is on, you're yeah, very proper. Good. You're like, you know, my opponent was great. You know, <laughs> he's going to be a great leader in the future, you know. I, I was impressed by that, you know. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, you can only be the commander for one year, right? Uh, that is true. So, I mean, so she could have just burned some bridges, yeah, you know. She <laughs> He never should be commander. Let me, <laughs> let me salt the earth around his family. You know? She's better than us, Nick. Yeah, I would, yeah, I'd be like, let me tell you another thing about Peter. Yeah, I don't know what his name is, but yeah, we're going to assume it's Peter. Anyway, so what do you want to tell us about? You've got this platform. You've got fictional Hollywood over there to my right, real Hollywood to my left. <laughs> what are you excited about for the Legion in, in South Dakota? I think I'm most excited about I think I'm most excited about the fact that we are on this cusp of change. You know, and you you can really feel it. Um, you know, we have we have younger leaders starting to transition through these posts and through um, district leadership and we're starting to see it in our state leadership too, through some of our um, chairmanships and such. Um, and, you know, there, there is a big generational gap in, in South Dakota in particular, because we are a guard heavy state. Mm -hmm. So in, in South Dakota, you, you had, you know, the draft yes. era of Vietnam, um, and you know they held on to the baton for a very long time because there wasn't another war right away. Yeah. Um, and because you know, yes, we have Ellsworth Air Force Base, but we don't have a big active duty presence mm -hmm. in the state. So um, there wasn't a lot of you know your '80s peacetime vets or even Gulf War One vets. There's your next big era of veterans is, you know, the post 9-11 veterans. And, you know, if I at, you know, age 40 am old GWAT, you know, we can, you know, take that baton and finally start to run. It's, it, it's kind of cool to see it. Yeah. Right? It's kind of cool to be there at that handoff. Yeah. So what do you think is next for what you're trying to Let's say you succeed and over this next year, you develop this sense of purpose before anything else. And then you hand it over to the other guy and he just burns it to the ground. It's like, <laughs> we're going back to membership only, you know. Imagine a media agency that can make a documentary that qualifies for Academy Award voting. Imagine another that created a billboard charting music video for Five for Fighting. Imagine. Another that has raised so much money for nonprofits in its first year working on the classy.org platform that at the end of the year, it was named as only the second marketing partner in Classy's history. Imagine another firm that can cover your events anywhere on planet Earth and provide a compelling series of videos about those events immediately and to your needs. And imagine another still that can help your e-commerce business take it to the next level. Now imagine that they're all the same business, Diesel Jack Media. Some of you might be saying, hey, Nick, isn't that your company? And to that I answer, can a company like Diesel Jack Media really be owned? Or can it merely be coaxed out like a beautiful butterfly on a spring day? As you listen to this podcast that, by the way, Diesel Jack Media created, you may be asking yourself, what's our secret? It's simple. We try not to suck. Sounds easy, right? It should be. But somehow, marketing companies and media agencies always seem to get it wrong. You see, we don't make PowerPoints about doing work. We do the work because we like the work. And if one of our ideas doesn't work, you know what we do? We try another one again and again and again until our ideas start to work. Because not quitting until it's right is at the heart of not sucking. And as previously mentioned... That's what we try not to do here. Diesel Jack Media. We try not to suck. Visit us at dieseljackmedia.com. That is dieseljackmedia.com.
And I, I don't, I don't foresee that, you know, really happening because again, like the mission of the Legion has always been there and it will continue to always be there. I mean, that's why people join, right? Mm -hmm. They don't join because of membership. They join because of the mission. Um, it's, I mean, you can push membership all you want. It's still the reason people join is because of the mission. So what makes you do this? Well, I am a veteran service officer by day. Um, so like Batman. So, so like Batman. Uh, so the, the line between work and play is very, very fine for me. Mm -hmm. um, I, I work veterans benefits during the day and I advocate for veterans benefits at night. Um, it, is, it is a very, very fine line. Um, but I, I love it all the way through. Um, but helping veterans during the day and then helping them understand their benefits, helping them be the voice in their benefits at night, mm -hmm. it, it's a thorough transition for me. Plus, they give you that sweet minivan. And they give me that sweet minivan. I mean, it, it's, it, a, it's a head turner. Yeah, it's wrapped. It's, <laughs> this thing is wrapped head to toe in American Legion, you know. Glory. 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 That's a great way of putting That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> you know, um, from the beginning when we started this journey, Nick, yes. we hear that the older veterans don't want the younger veterans in the Legion. We've been to a lot of places. I haven't seen that yet. You know, I've, you've seen it yeah. in the background, but the guys that get it, they're, they want them in there. They want them to continue the legacy and carry that on. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? I, and as a younger veteran, I don't think I have ever experienced that one bit. Um, the guy, there's a couple people that were really responsible for me in, so I'm from a town of 250 people, mm -hmm. um, Chester, South Dakota. Um, Which we probably drove through last night because we drove through every small town in South Dakota <laughs> last night. You know, little known fact, uh, during the days of the railroad, <laughs> there used to be a town every eight miles along the railroad because you had to refill the steam tanks with water every eight miles because that's all they could hold. We, we learned this at Nick's hamburger shop today. Yeah, at, my own, at my place, my hamburger shop. <laughs> So that's an important tidbit you guys should remember. Um, but so in Chester, there was a Korean War veteran named Charlie Alverson. He was the chaplain and mm -hmm. he was looking for somebody to uh, take his position because he was just ready to step down. Okay. Um, and then there was Rod Smith, who um, was the commander at the time. He was my high school computer teacher. Um, and he knew I had gotten back from the military and was ready to recruit me in. And so between the two of them, mm -hmm. they worked me over and got me to join, right? And so I got into the Legion, was immediately appointed uh, post-chaplain. That's heavy, though. That's a lot of responsibility right out of the gate. <laughs> but Charlie was with me at every meeting, right, and for the first year. And just sat by me with his little post post chaplain book and like pointed me to which page I needed to be at and came with me to like the first, I think, two uh, funeral honors that we did hmm. and just, you know, made sure I knew where I needed to be. And I mean, he was a very, very good mentor. Um, very, very sweet man. Char Charlie was. Charlie was very good. Um, and Rod, um, you know, when it, when it came time um, for me to become post commander, um, was also very good at making sure that I had everything I need to succeed in that position. So it, I've been very lucky mm -hmm. in that regard. Um, you know, I've, I've had nothing but mentorship my entire journey up. Um, you know, 
Denny Brendan, Paul Evenson, Fred Nelson, I, it, they've all been fantastic mentors. Um, and I, I can't say enough for people wanting me to succeed in this organization. There seems like, you know, in the Legion as a whole, but in particular in South Dakota, there are a lot more women running posts or in leadership positions than I think the average person would expect. Has there been like a, a push to do that or is it naturally just kind of happening because of all of our women veterans? Or What do you think? I, I think it's pretty natural. Um, you know, we're... I, I can't say we have any secret sauce here, um, but I, I think we've we've encouraged um, we've encouraged people where we've seen them coming forward, and um, you know whether whether they're male, female. If we if we see leadership potential, we we encourage it, and particularly. You know, younger leadership, no matter, but we we encourage them to step forward and come up. Other than helping veterans by day, helping veterans by night, what do you care about? Uh, I have three children, um, Annika, James, Kit, so 11, 7, and 5. They're fantastic. Um, keep me very, very busy. What did you want to name your last child? Well, Kit was always going to be Kit. Uh, James, I wanted to name Sven. I, I lost that argument. Um, what was his last name have been? It, Sven Van Zatten. So, yeah, the argument with my ex was, uh, you know, he, he obviously thought that Sven was going to be a name that was made fun of and I told him that you know it was it was silly because like a traditional name like Sven it, a wasn't wasn't going to be made fun of in today's world of weird names uh, B um, my ex is six foot five and 270 uh, uh, I'm not a petite flower myself like we probably don't need to worry about our kids getting bullied. But see, like Sven Van Zatten sounds like something off the world's strongest man. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like Magnus for Magnuson. Sven yeah, Van Zatten. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. these are these like, are like power names. And you, know? and you know, Chester is a class B school in South Dakota. Yeah. I mean, if we would have had you know, at his senior year, he's going to be probably like six foot five, two twenty. I mean, if you would have had you know, you know, at center, six foot five, two twenty. Sven Van Zatten. Yeah, that's intimidating. Uh, they, that's it, intimidating. They would have that's been it. wondering what we imported. That, that's, that's <laughs> a, yeah, that's like a yeah, like you brought him in from uh, Finland or something. Right. You yeah. Know, absolutely. Like, yeah, Norway. Yeah. But, no, it's it, they keep me busy. Um, I have a dog. She's 15. She's been with me since I was in California. Um, she's probably my last remaining piece of my military time. So her name is Fizzy, and just as nerdy as it sounds, it stands for Fuel System Ice Inhibitor. Wow. Yeah. That's terrible. Right, yeah. I just want you to know that's terrible. It's terrible. I was, yeah. I was the Fuels Flight Commander at Travis Air Force Base. I 100% thought Fizzy was just some cute girl name that you give a dog, no, but no. Fuel, fuel System Ice Inhibitor. That's, that's truly horrible. Yeah, the I, only, was, I mean, that's like calling your dog rope you. Yeah, I you was know? I was the POL commander at Travis Air Force Base. That stands for uh, Petroleum Oil and Lubricants, Nick. Hollywood's got me. This is. <laughs> I gotta tell you, even though like my you know my dad was Air Force, uh, but, but uh, every time I hang around with you guys, Air Force people, you just kind of bring it down. You know, it's like I want. It's because I'm so. You special I'm, forces guys are always I, throwing these acronyms not, out that we have I'm no not, idea what I'm they not mean. I'm not special forces, <laughs> but uh, anyway. Ranger, I, special. You know, you know what I'm saying. You Air Force people have a have a, a life of your own. You just I want a little credit every now I and then. I remember that the Air Force people got a $600 a month stipend for living in the same barracks that uh, my soldiers lived in. 
because they weren't up to Air Force standards, so they got paid an additional allotment. Really? For the inconvenience. And that's Air Force. I mean, I, I respect it. <laughs> I, Air I, Force is just a different place. I'm not going to feel bad about that. Now that we have, <laughs> now that we've talked about, uh, we've talked about the Legion. We've talked about your children. Let's get to the real discussion, and that, of course, is that when Hollywood and I walked into your office, we found that it was <laughs> adorned. Head to, adorned. That's a great word. Hollywood. Adorned. That's a great word, fake Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> was adorned with Star Wars paraphernalia. Mm. <laughs> how, de how deep does it go? Uh, fairly deep. Um, I, I am a pretty big fan, um, although I, I haven't kept up as much as I want to with the new stuff. How, how um, current are you? So that when I get into the questions, like... Don't don't quiz me on the new stuff because what, what I you, can't. What are you calling the new stuff? Like, have you watched the new movies? Which ones? Because there there have been so many new series. Well, not the series. So okay, we've got the 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 foundation trilogy, which we all respect. Mm -hmm. Then we have the prequels. Then we have the new movies, the big three. So. The prequels had uh, Natalie Portman in them. The prequels were, yeah, the prequels were Phantom Menace, Clone, uh, uh, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of, of the Sith. Mm -hmm. And then we have, uh, man, I, like I've I've watched the new ones so infrequently. The last, Je the last Jedi is the worst one. That's the middle one. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker is the last one. What was the first one? The, the Force Awakens. So The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker, those three. I've watched them. I am not. I've watched them like did they, once. Did they bring you happiness or sadness? I've watched them once. So, I did so, not. So, I, so sad, sadness. They brought, yeah, they brought me sadness, too. When it, I wasn't, watched, it, it wasn't anything that I wanted to sit there and repeat. When I watched The Force Awakens, I was like, all right, it's basically A New Hope, but I'm going to give it a shot because I feel like they're at least moving in the right direction. Then The Last Jedi, I think, is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm not going to disagree. It's just truly terrible. Like, everything about it was terrible. The writing was terrible. The, the plot was terrible. The special effects were... Like, it was just like, what? What? Why? It felt thrown together. It felt thrown together. And then, like, the third one tried, like, it was like, Palpatine's back again? Like, why? Like, why is he back? You know? So, like, I've, and this is getting away from the movies, like, I, I've watched um, as much as I can of The Mandalorian. I like The Mandalorian. I love The Mandalorian. It's great. It's a spaghetti western. It's yeah. a spaghetti western set in Star Wars. It feels like Star Wars, but it's something new and exciting. Um, is that as far as you've gotten? That's pretty much as far as I've gotten. Again, okay. three kids running around with this gig. I am. Yeah. I, I am. Andor is great. Okay. You did you like uh, Rogue One? Mm -hmm. If you like Rogue One, you will like Andor. Okay. It, Andor is like uh, I I yeah, I told you this before. I think a vet had to have been involved. Because it, it essentially shows how a guy goes from being like a regular dude to becoming a guerrilla warrior against a large, powerful army. And, you know, and uh, like really well done. Not super popular for some reason, probably because it's like more serious and less action-y. It's more like, like how he's thinking and... But Andor's great. The Book of Boba Fett hurt a little bit. It started off strong, but then by the end you were like, I can't handle this anymore. It's getting so cheesy. I did watch some of Boba Fett. I started it's not getting the, into the it's cheesiness. Not the, it's not the actor's fault. It was the writing, once again. Like, they made it campy. They made it real campy. Uh, Boba Fett should be, like, a badass. And they, instead it was like he was defeated by, like, children on scooters it was like stop it this is so stupid but um ahsoka's good 
Not great. But I good. haven't seen any of Ahsoka, and I'm a little disappointed with that. Good, not great, but okay. but good. There's there's moments that are real strong. Uh, Ray Stevenson was great. He passed at the end of the series, um, but he was great. What am I missing? Ben Kenobi was okay. It was all right. Like they, I felt like it was an unnecessary. Like they could have gone anywhere else with it, but I don't want to ruin it for you. But it just was an unnecessary. It felt unnecessary. I think that's all of them. Yeah, I think that's all. I don't I'd say, I would say, though, that I am far happier with the television than I am with the new movies. Like, not even close. Like, you're saying, what's the series with the guy that was in the, you said it's really good, it talks about how he grows up and he uh, fights the stormtroopers and becomes a... That's Andor. And yeah. Andor. The, and and I would like the Mandalorian has been much more fulfilling for me than any of the last movies were. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Not even close. Not even close. Yeah. So what? Talk about what you love about Star Wars. It, I mean, it's an escape. It's an escape. But again, there's so many there's so many ties. I mean, you talked about how uh, a veteran had to have written it, right? There, there's so many ties. I mean, you you just A little hard to explain, but you you start to see the connections. And I, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. You don't hear that often. Wow. You don't hear that. Often. I mean, I'm I'm good with it. But what is it that you love about Return of the Jedi? I, it's a nostalgia thing. I I first watched it with um, with my grandpa. And it, it just holds a special place in my heart. You probably you're not quite old enough probably to have seen it in the theater, right? No. You saw so you saw it at home. Mm-hmm. And like, is there a memorable scene or anything that like just makes you happy? No, it's it's I, just the movie in general. And for it's a, for me, it's always when Luke jumps off the ship and then does the backflip, and you know, <laughs> R two shoots the the lightsaber out and he catches it. Like that's as a kid, I was like, because. That was the first Star Wars movie that I saw in the theater that I remember. So I was born the year Star Wars came out. So I was born and then Star Wars came out because they wanted to wait for me to be born before releasing it. What year did Star Wars come out? 77. Yeah, I was already born. Yeah, we know Hollywood. Didn't you? I thought you shot Star Wars. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you shot Star Wars. Oh, the light went out. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it's not even going to work anymore. I got enough coverage. Now we don't even have a green screen anymore. Yeah, we do. Um, Keep looking that direction. You'll be amazed whenever you want to. <laughs> Shut up, Hollywood. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was the first one that I saw in the theater that I remember. I think I might have gone with my parents as like an, in, you know, like an infant, not infant, but like a toddler to Empire, but I don't have any recollection of and the Empire Strikes Back is fantastic too. Yeah, I mean that's it, it's it's hard to beat. Yeah, Empire is my favorite, um, but Return of the Jedi, you know, even with the Ewoks, which I had no issue with because I was young enough that the Ewoks were kind of cool. But then later, I understand why older people didn't love the Ewoks. But see, it's back there whistling, back there whistling. I'll tell you the worst thing for me though is when George Lucas came out with the new versions. Like, I hate them. Oh, they fixed all the old stuff, right? Yeah, they fixed it. They fixed it. And yeah. all of a sudden, Jabba's Palace went from, like, that hardcore, like, kind of scary scene to, like, a Muppet show. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. Every time I see it, it pisses me off. <laughs> like, I, you know, we used to, like, sing along with the, you know, the old song, like, you know. And now it's just a completely different song, new music, new characters, everything. I hate George Lucas. I respect you. You did a great thing, but I absolutely hate hate the remade movies, and I blame you. You feel better? You got that off your chest? I won't feel better until they re-release the originals. <laughs> it it is infuriating in the like, theaters, right? Like, by, like I'm cool with him wanting to fix those things for himself. 
but not releasing a vert. If you want to see the original Star Wars movies, Laserdisc or VHS is all you've got left. You cannot, you cannot watch it on DVD. That's crazy. That is crazy. You know? I'm really thinking about getting a Laserdisc player just to like be able to watch the originals. Now I'm wondering if I, well, I would have seen the originals probably when I was a kid, but I probably haven't You seen probably them. don't, you know, probably I don't, don't remember, remember it. it. No. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Completely different. You know, and some of the things were like cool and I was fine with it. Like they added an ex extra explosion on the Death Star, but like some things are, you know, like when they add the Jabba the Hutt scene uh, in the original Star Wars, you don't actually meet Jabba until Return of the Jedi. You never see. Oh, that's right. You never see Jabba. The and Hutt. he's there when the ships lo when Han Solo and them are getting in the ship to leave. Now that's right. Originally, that's Jabba horrible Hutt, that he's in that scene. Originally, Jabba the Hutt was just a person, and they didn't like the scene, so they cut it, and they be Jabba became a worm. So what they did was they took the scene they shot with the person, and they tried to squeeze Jabba into that. But all of a sudden, he's smaller and muppet. Like it's just terrible. Hmm. I'm basically just using this podcast as the opportunity to complain about Star Wars. It's okay. You get, <laughs> excuse me. You have all this Star Wars stuff in your office. You're not talking about Star Wars. I need you to say something. Because <laughs> <coughs> if you don't, people are going to say, well, Nick should have just done the show by himself. Yeah, it should just be me talking about Star Wars. The Star so Wars hour. It's time to engage. <laughs> Tell me something about Star I, Wars. I am, I am a listener by trade. Nick. This is a South this Dakota. Is, this is. <laughs> this is a South, you can't, you can't drop a, a Texan and a New Englander yeah, into we'll this your, environment. We'll talk your talk. ear off. Yeah, but, and what's your favorite thing about Star Wars? My favorite thing about Star Wars. Yes. Probably how it transcends, um, like. The coolest thing now, especially because I have kids, right? Like, you know, the fact that it is coming up on, you know, we're at 46. <laughs> 46 years old. Thank you for not making me do public math. I appreciate yep. that. Um, 46 years old and, you know, my son and my, my oldest daughter wants absolutely nothing to do with it. My son and my youngest daughter want to sit there and watch that yeah. stuff with me. Yeah. And I think that's awesome, right? Like it transcends. And whatever it is that's pulling me towards it is pulling them towards it. And mm -hmm. it pulled my grandpa towards it. Like that's cool. Like it, it's, it's a uniter. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. It it's interesting. Like, I don't know, my kids, they don't look like they love Star Wars, but Star Wars isn't like the thing they grew up with. Mm -hmm. They grew up with Lord of the Rings. Like, Lord of the Rings is bigger to them mm -hmm. than Star Wars by a long shot, and for that matter, I want to say that maybe even Harry Potter is bigger. And that's so weird to me. Because, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Lord of the Rings is awesome. I'm a huge fan. Uh, Harry Potter is fine. Yeah, it's fine. But, yeah, Star Wars is, like, it's less than. She has five minutes to talk about anything that she wants to talk about, then it's lightning round. Okay. You only get five minutes. Five minutes. What do you want to talk about? I mean, my world has been so consumed by the Legion and VSO work in the last year that it's hard to switch my brain off to anything else. Do you else. want me to ask you a political question? Or do you want to just... Oh, Lord. <laughs> Let's, mean, here, here, let me just... You can. Let me just, <laughs> let me just throw an easy one at you. How do we solve Israel, uh, Hamas, Palestine? <laughs> yeah, just, you know, in, in two, yeah. two to three sentences. Yeah, how do yeah. we solve how, that? How, how do we solve that? Um, that's that's a doozy. Um, I'm just kidding. You know, yeah. Would you continue to be the commander if there wasn't a term limit? Would I continue to be the commander if there wasn't a... No, I, I don't have the energy to do this for two years. 
um, or the or the time. What if it meant keeping Peter from from? His <laughs> name's not Peter. <laughs> no. Well, no. has it been worth it though? Oh, it's absolutely been worth it. I mean, it's it's one of those it's one of those things where um, it is it is taking up a ton of time. It is taking up a ton of energy. Um, you know, I'm I'm actually an introvert by nature. Like dealing with people like sucks the energy out of me. You know, uh, people who are extroverts, they they deal with people and it, it gives them life. Uh, you know, I I go home after talking to people and I just collapse. She's not going to move for a week after we're gone, Nick. There, there is that. <laughs> um, but, you know, when something is important to you, you make the time for it, right? And helping veterans, um, helping veterans get their benefits, helping veterans understand their voice mm -hmm. in, their, in their benefits, it, it's all important to me. Um, and if I can have a bigger part in that, if I can have a bigger part in, you know, even just helping my community, I'm I'm going to do that. So. Very cool. All right. Time for the lightning round. Usually we have a hat that we pull from, but I'm going to do it from memory, or Hollywood's going to yell things from the ether. Okay. So here's how it works. You've got ten seconds to answer each question. Mm. You can't like spend a lot of time thinking about and it. And if you if you act like you can't answer it, or if you give us a ridiculous answer, we mock you. It's true. All right, here we go. What is the toughest animal that you could defeat in hand-to-hand -hand combat? Armadillo. Okay, you do. You are aware that they carry leprosy. They do so. not carry leprosy. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do not. Yes, they do. No, they do not. <laughs> Google that right now. Okay. It is the only other animal on planet Earth other than people that carries leprosy. And I'm, I'm I, just excited I stoked a battle between and you. And I expect I, hey, Siri. I expect an apology. If you, are you ready for one of my patents? I am I, I know I I'm a hundred percent certain of this. A hundred percent. I'm just I'm just in the same way that I'm certain that koala, koalas carry syphilis. I am just Banking chlamydia. on it. I'm sorry, chlamydia. They carry chlamydia. I am syphilis. banking on it, rolling itself into a ball, and me kicking it. Like that's. You there yet, Hollywood? You there yet, Hollywood? You there yet, Hollywood? Fake Hollywood? <laughs> well, in the southern United States, some armadillos are naturally infected with with the bacteria that causes Hansen's disease in people. Yeah, leprosy. It doesn't say anything about leprosy. It says Hansen's disease. Hansen's disease is the disease that causes leprosy. <laughs> okay. I apologize. Yeah. You hear it? Say it louder. I, I apologize. Say it louder. <laughs> say it louder. You're right, Nick. That, kids, is why you should not handle armadillos. I'm I'm fully banking on it rolling itself into a ball when it's it you me kicking it. Kicking All it. right, fair yeah. enough, fair yeah. enough. What is your dream car? Uh, my grandpa's 1953 Ford pickup. Love that thing. Awesome. Um, you could have dinner with uh, three people, alive, dead, fictional, non-fictional. Who are they? Hmm. think um, Tom Brokaw. Good one, good one. Um, First time we've heard that. I think Stavish. Oh, sorry, sorry, I dozed off. Hollywood, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Twain. Okay, okay. And um, shoot, why am I blanking on his name? Comedian. George Carlin. Oh, that's a good, that's a, you know, I'll say that we've was have, a, I don't think we've had any of those before. That was a good response. It was. That was a good response. There we go. <laughs> um, what celebrity do you wish you could change places with? And you cannot give the wussy answer 
I love my life just like it is. I wouldn't change with anybody. Right now? Yeah. I mean, Travis Kelsey's hot. I'd go for T-Swift. She, <laughs> she seems to be living hot right now. T-Swift is a good answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you had three wishes, what would they be? And you can't say that Peter doesn't get elected. Yeah. So leave Pete. Leave Pete alone. Leave, all right. Leave, He's already lost. He's already lost. Leave Peter out of it. Got it. Um, you know, I mean, shoot, winning the lottery would be nice. Okay. Um, okay. You know, we'd we'd be able to take care of quite a few problems with that. Yeah. Um, Lord, I don't know. I don't think about wishes a lot. I All really right. don't. All right. Well, we'll move on. What is the best shampoo in the world? Best shampoo? I use a tea tree like mint shampoo. It's a good, it's a good choice. Mm -hmm. Like the Paul Mitchell one? Uh, no, it's like a natural thing, right? It comes in a big-ass bottle. It's it's like a green bottle. Yeah, the green bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Paul is that Paul Mitchell? It is Paul Mitchell. He's trying to go undercover as a naturalist, environmentalist. Yeah, you know, tea tree. Sinky guy. That's yeah, Paul Mitchell. Oh, it makes yeah. your head tingle. It's it does. Nice. It does. Like niacin. Yeah, look at it closely. You'll see very small Paul Mitchell on it. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, let's see. Zombie apocalypse weapon. Oh, yeah. What weapon would you would you choose for the zombie apocalypse? You can just say it out loud, Hollywood. You don't have to whisper like, you know, they, don't, they know that you're... They know that you're there, Hollywood. Why not a flamethrower? That sounds fun. You are the third chooser of flamethrower, and I think it's a good I think it's the best choice. <laughs> it's, it's an area weapon, you know. You get that residual spill and spray effect. I, yep. They bump into each other. Yep. They catch you. Now, now they're all on yeah. fire. Yeah. I think a flamethrower is the best weapon that's been... What do you, what do you think? Hear me out. It Like a shotgun with a flamethrower attachment. Um, so Dragon's you, breath. So that you can immediately, like kick off anybody that's too close, but right. at the same time, you're spreading. You know they have shotgun shells called Dragon's Breath that they explode with into flames. I did not know that. I'm not making that up. That sounds really We're gonna cool. We're going to have to get some of those. <laughs> We're going to have to just to film, just to film. Let's see. What other rapid-fire questions do you have, Holly? Favorite karaoke song. Oh, yeah. What is your favorite karaoke song? I don't sing very... It's not what we asked. We didn't ask you yeah, if we didn't you could say sing you or not. Sing well. I played the viola on purpose. It kept my mouth shut. The viola. The viola. Yeah. 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 Favorite karaoke <laughs> song. Um. Sangria by Sublime. Give okay, us five ten, seconds. Just five seconds. I don't practice Santeria, I ain't got no crystal ball. If I had a million dollars, well, I'd, I'd spend it all. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. We've heard much. We've heard much. Here is the dragon's breath. We'll be sure to put this on the screen. Oh, okay, awesome. I mean, it, it's, yeah, cool. it's cool. But, but, it, but it's not as cool as flamethrower shotgun. Yeah, that's not, that's, well, yeah. I don't think things are going to catch fire as no. a result of that. No. Yeah, I think that's overrated. You know, that's that's for show, not for a film. Wasn't the, they used the Dragon's Breath in John Wick 4, didn't they? I think they did. I think they did. But John Wick 4 was too much for me. Me too. I know we're not I know we're not talking about John Wick right now. John Wick 1. Entered the realm of superheroes. Work of art. John Wick 1, work of art. John Wick 2, I, I was with it. John Wick 3 faded a little for me. John Wick 4, it was just, it was just two and a half hours of action. Mm. And that's too much action for me. Like, I want a plot, you know? After seeing the uh, Range 15 promo, promo uh -huh. that, that's a lot coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on that note, on that note, Courtney Stephan, it has been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Fake Hollywood, mm. for not really being where you are. Um, you're welcome anytime, and uh, I can't say thank you for bringing us around because so far it's been one catastrophe after another, but 
There's that. We have met some great people not named Courtney on this trip and some people that wanted to beat us up. So, I mean, I'd say that that's... But just so Legion National Headquarters knows, because you know everyone overreacts, we're just joking. We're just joking. No one tried to assault me. <laughs> <laughs> I am not under duress. <laughs> he just has a very punchable face. I do have a punchable face. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much, and I will see you next week.